I'm Jordan Ferguson. And I'm Kate McKinnon. And you are listening to the Geek Down Podcast. Hey y'all, welcome back to another fantastic episode of the Geek Down Podcast. This is a show where two friends sit in front of microphones and try to find the sweet test spots where their fandoms intersect. My name is Jordan Ferguson. I am coming to you from Toronto, Ontario, Canada, and joining me on the other line, lounging in the satellite branch in scenic Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, it is your girl, Caitlin McKinnon. Yep. <laughs> Caitlin McKinnon is a little under it today, y'all. Just uterus stuff. This little little uterine salsa going on in there. It's kicking down the doors. It's Man, that sounds way more exciting than it is. Way more fun than what's actually happening in her uterus. Friends, this is episode 228 of the Geek Down Podcast. If you would like to go back and listen to any of our other 227 episodes, go wherever you get your audio content, hit follow or subscribe. You will have access to all episodes and all future episodes brought to you on the back of a rainbow main alicorn named Philip by your mans. John C. Frostilicus III, Geek Down Internet Elf. Oh my god, girl, he just wants to deliver those episodes straight into your device. You don't have to do anything else, and you can't do anything else because we're under a state of emergency again in Ontario. Yep. <laughs> Get to that in a minute. If you would like to share with us how you're enjoying... Lockdown two, three, seven, whatever we're on. Some of y'all don't even feel like you're in a lockdown, and some of y'all just feel like you never left. But it's been just a rollicking, unlocking and locking down for your BFFs. But if you want to let us know, head on over to twitter.com slash geekdownpod. Let us know how you're spending your time. Or you can go to Facebook, which has still not been updated. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Sorry, Jacqueline. Sorry, Jacqueline is the new... uh, (laughs) Is the new running tag on the show. Yeah, sorry, Jacqueline. I was apologizing to Jacqueline. She still listens, right? Yeah, she's a valu- pretty sure. She's a valuable friend of the show. We'd never know because she can't comment on anything because there's no new post, Caitlin. I'm sorry, all right? This week, I was supposed to forgive myself, so <laughs> I am forgiving myself. Who said you had to? I have, Do you have these a calendar cool, of some sort. N- no, I have these cards that I pull. Um, that they're called um, affirmators, um, and they they have cute little pictures on them of like animals and unicorns and stuff. And it's like this is it's supposed to be a card for like what you how you how to handle yourself and like self esteem. And this one was no judgment. I will read it to you now, but I'm gonna move and you're gonna yell at me. But I'm gonna I'm gonna read it to you anyways. Here we go. It's great radio. It, grab it. Yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, or affirmators, I guess you could call it. So, fifty affirmation cards to help you help yourself uh-huh. without the self helpiness. And it's a bunny on a unicorn, and there's a rainbow. So, wow. you know, it's part of our aesthetic. On brand, right? very on brand. Yep. Uh, magically unlock the power of the universe. Kind of. That these are all the things that it says on it. Um, wisdom from about halfway up the mountain. 
they're just like funny, nice cards. This one's no judgment. I release myself from any and all judgments. I find my inner critic and call it into my office and tell it to take a vacation. As it leaves the room, I let it sigh and begin to enjoy the joy of simply being. Who hired that guy anyway? Um, so yeah, I forgive myself. The end. <laughs> but I am sorry, Jacqueline. <laughs> Friends, if you want to, uh, Donate to this cause financially so Jordan can be as zen and relaxed as Caitlin is now. <laughs> he can purchase his own affirmators. Don't. He's just going to take that money and buy records anyway. But Or another rice cooker. Or another. Friends. Friends. With a pod-worthy discussion, every conversation now, when Caitlin calls, is 20 minutes of me talking about how uh, better my life is with my Christmas appliances. And then I'm like, did I buy enough over the last year? What what else do I need? Do I need <laughs> do I need a lemon zester? Like what else? <laughs> An automatic cherry pitter? Like what else, what else am I missing out on in the world of kitchen appliances? But if you want to buy us a coffee so that I can get more coffee for my fancy coffee maker because we're not leaving the house. Or I, can, or I can slowly save up for that hair stuff I want. You want hair stuff? Yeah, I <sighs> So there is this thing that I have wrong with my head, which is that I have to wash my hair every single day. Listen, listen I, I know I'm a man and I know you're not supposed to, but like the not washing the hair thing is the weirdest thing to me. I know you're not it's supposed not, to. I know you're not it's supposed not, to. It's actually, you know what? I actually disagree with that. Um, I wash my hair every single day, and every time I go to a hairdresser, which isn't that often, but every time I go, all they do is talk about how healthy and amazing my hair is. So I have—I just have incredibly oily skin, um, and I've always had incredibly oily skin, um, but I have incredibly oily hair. So I can't even – even if I have a shower literally the night before, I have to have a shower the next morning. Right. And – It'd be really nice to be able to, like, have curly hair. Or even if I put my hair up in a bun, when I take it out in the morning, it's all, like, beautifully curled. But I have to have a shower because my scalp is so oily. Like, the rest of my hair is fine. But it just looks dirty and oily. So I can't even have, like, nice hair, So which means I'd have to have a shower, which means I have to blow dry, which means I'd have to curl my hair instead of just putting it in a bun or curlers the night before and having nice hair. And I've tried dry shampoo and all of that. It does not work for me. So there's this fancy hair stuff that's specifically for my type of hair, which is extremely straight, extremely fine, oily hair. Um, And it's not a shampoo. It's like a cleanser, they call it. Um, and I've read up on it a lot and, and people with thicker hair, like this didn't really work for me, but people with fine hair, like actually it did really work. It was great. Um, I would really like to be able to just put a shower cap on, not wash my hair, have a shower and then still have nice hair from the day before. Um, but I can't do that. And it's just irritating more than anything. Um, but it's ridiculously expensive. Now they do say money back guarantee, but mm, that's a, I don't know. That's that's the European in me. I don't know. All that um, is to say, ko-fi.com/slash/geektownpod. 
chip in three bucks for Caitlin's hair stuff. Or, you know, hosting. We're going to have to pay to host this this shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, anytime. Any day now. We will. So. That's probably a better use for the money, <laughs> to be honest, than my hair. Do you want Kate to look good and for all 220 plus episodes of this show to remain in existence? Three bucks. <laughs> yeah. Many, many of you. Many of you send three bucks. I'll turn Patreon back on for like one day. <laughs> we'll warn you. Don't worry. Uh, well, nothing really happening in the world of newsy news out there. We are trying to compact this one a little bit. Timer's back in effect due to Caitlin's uterine salsa, which just, I'm going to, I'm going to amend that because it doesn't sound like I'm talking about the music. It sounds like something else and that's gross. Oh yeah. I know the chunky stuff that comes out of my vagina. (laughs) We also mentioned Caitlin's on drugs today. Yeah, it's just painkillers. It's fine. But it's a mixture of painkillers, which make me drowsy, and then caffeine pills, which perk me up. I'm basically on a, like, a, a amateur speedball. <laughs> it makes her much more inclined to talking about things coming out of her vagina, which is not normally a topic of conversation for Caitlin McKenna. Yeah, my parents don't listen to the show anymore. <laughs> Neither do mine. They forgot how the internet works. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> My mom has head trauma. She's got better things to worry about. <laughs> she's fine. I swear to y'all, she's fine. A um, couple news and notes that were out there. There was the um, announcement that, Caitlin, how do you feel about Dungeons and Dragons getting the John Wick treatment? So, if it had the John Wick treatment, great. I am not confident in a Dungeons and Dragons TV series. This is the announcement that, yes, there will be a D&D television series. From the creative minds who brought you John Wick, um, which, yes, will probably not have the same sort of uh, cinematic aesthetic that the John Wick franchise has, but you don't feel good about it? I just, okay, so there are, there was the D&D movie that they made, I have to say, early aughts, that was terrible. And then there's like this other series of D&D movies which are like C-grade movies that are terrible. Don't forget the cartoon, yo. The cartoon is a masterpiece. Um, and I just don't feel confident that – I don't know. I, I don't feel confident – see, what's hard about D&D is D&D is not one set of books. No. It is not one storyline – D&D is a game that you play, and every D&D game you play with different groups, it's it has a different feel, you're in a different world, you have different characters. Um, you can do something probably with the archetypes of the D&D characters, um, but that's also kind of boring, and the worlds are so vast and can be so complicated. It, you know, it's it's... You really need a sharp mind to figure out how to do it properly. And I don't know that I have confidence in how people view television um, that they'd be able to do it. They want to make things like titillating. And D&D isn't really titillating. No. D&D is, is fun and can be wholesome fun or can be like body fun, but it's definitely not – it's not really dark and edgy, at least not the games I've played. 
Rifts. Now, Rifts is dark and edgy. But Dungeons and Dragons, not not so much. So I see my my thing is is that like um The Witcher. The Witcher in a in a weird way feel it feels like Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. You know, there's bards and there's different types of, of creatures and there's you know, uh warlocks and witches and witchers and hunters and blah blah blah. So that that feels like Dungeons and Dragons, where it has this balance of like crazy shit happening and also an amazing fun, funny bard um and and sort of interesting stories and interesting characters and and interesting worlds um so yeah it's sort of like why would you do it did you watch the witcher do i need to watch the witcher yeah you didn't watch the witcher i didn't watch the witcher oh my god <laughs> oh you're an idiot Jesus. yes okay. <laughs> that's gonna be this year i hate drugs caitlin so much <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> all right add the witcher to the queue listen it's good. things are gonna get real wild around here uh in 2021 y'all because uh kate's kate's like throwing me the witcher and on drugs and i got the uh finally got the uh crunchyroll funimation hookup so it's gonna be just mainlining anime for the, for most of the winter so whoo Back to basics. So excited. Back to basics on, on the old geek down <laughs> for 2021. Uh, other items of note that may be worth mentioning, may not, I don't know. Godzilla v. Kong. You want to get your kaiju on. That was slated for release in May. It's been moved up to March 21st, I believe. Somewhere around there. Somewhere in March. Again, as one of these, like, you know, Warner moving their entire theatrical slate under under HBO Max. That's one of those. I have yet to really delve into uh, this iteration of North American Godzilla. Um, I meant to see King of the Monsters. I think I was going to see King of the Monsters, and then the world exploded, or whenever that came out, or it just didn't go, or I was lazy. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> pick, pick anyone. <laughs> Any one of those. Maybe I saw Booksmart instead, which was probably a better, <laughs> a better use of my time. Interesting, but I mean, I'm going to root for Godzilla, so I mean, I don't... How does that... Who wins? Who wins in that? When you start taking, like, franchises like that... And having them fight, I'm always like, meh. I can tell you who wins. How do you book that? I can tell you who wins. Tell tell me. We win. Book it, Vince. (laughs) We, the audience, win. Speaking of Vince, uh, current WWE champion, the Scottish psychopath Drew McIntyre uh, got the COVIDs. Oh, no. Asymptomatic seems to be all right, but just he's uh, he's off the table for for whoa, a few weeks. Whoa, are you telling me that COVID now has the belt? <laughs> COVID is the current <laughs> universal champion. Yes. Oh no. COVID remains undefeated. Does any does any wrestler at the moment have any kind of like nurse or doctor aesthetic? Um, I don't think so. Maybe on the indies, but. Yeah, I don't. I can't think of anybody Let's... who is actually doing. Oh, there's a dentist. She's an actual. Oh, maybe she's an actual licensed dentist. She's amazing. Her name's Britt Baker. And like, maybe we need we need her to fight COVID. And she was like a practicing dentist and would like work matches on the weekends. And then she got signed to AEW. And is like one of their best, one of their best characters right now. I am absolutely looking <laughs> her up right now. Britt Baker DDS. The only other item of note. 
that I was amped for myself. <laughs> and when I, when I saw it, I said, well, Caitlin's not going to be interested in this at all, but it's very relevant to me. Oh man, we knew it was coming, but now we have a release window of July, 2021 from Ms. Kobayashi's Dragon Maid series two. Listen, you sigh, and yes, it's got some pervy titty with two D's moments in it, blah, blah, blah. I watched a compilation of Kana last night, just being cute and eating bugs. <laughs> and it brought me so much fucking joy, Caitlin. I missed her so much. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Britt Baker <laughs> has teeth on her outfit. Does she? On her wrestling. <laughs> yeah, like when she comes out. Amazing. She has like a little white thing and it's got teeth on it. She did change her, she did change her finisher to some sort of submission where she basically just like grabs somebody's jaw and like yanks on it. <laughs> Amazing. Yep, she got she got uh she got injured and while she was like rehabbing, she would basically like took pages from the Chris Jericho school of being a heel and would like come out and start healing off on like announcers and stuff and talking about how she how she was a role model. She needs a list. <laughs> she does need a list. It was a great moment on uh on AEW recently where Jericho's little stable there, the inner circle. Two of them were talking about they were going to form a tag team, Sammy Guevara and Jake Hagar. And they're like, Sammy's like, you know, 20 something. He's like, we can call ourselves Sammy Hagar. <laughs> and Jericho's like, that's funny. And Sammy went, huh? Because he's young and stupid. Anyway, friends, we are glossing over it. So, yeah, Miss Kobayashi Dragon Maid coming back. It's going to be awesome. Kyoani, we support anything you do. Just please, please relax on the titties, like, and the Yuri bait a little bit. But still, more Kana, less titties. That's my mantra in 2021. <laughs> more, more head pats, less titties. That's what I'm about. In my old age, I'm the only anime fan in the world who's who's campaigning for that in any year, let alone this one. But So we're just blasting through anything resembling news updates or life updates. Really nothing much to talk about there either because, nope. like I said, lockdown times. But... Caitlin McKinnon told yeah. me before we let loose, before I hit the button, that she had so many updates. Ridiculous. So, 20 minutes left on the timer. You lay them out as fast or as slow as you want, but hit me. What you been getting into, Katie Mack? Okay. Um, obviously, WandaVision, but we're talking about that next week, so I'm not going to talk about it. Um, I watched Star Wars Episode One: Phantom Menace because we said we were going to do the the prequels in the new year. Not as bad as I remember, though we did skip over most of Jar Jar Binks, which could be why. Oh, yes. Um, I did not mention it, I don't believe, last week, but uh, I watched the Transformers War for Cybertron uh, movies. There, well, sort of. Um, there's like you hated them, right? Or senior correspondent hated them? No, 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 no. We liked these. Wasn't there another side? Wasn't there another Transformers think, thing y'all didn't like? I think, like? yeah. I think it was, it was, we, okay. So we had attempted watching the first episode of, so there's, it's technically a trilogy. They're not movies, but, or they were movies, but they've put them into episodes now. So they're kind of like a mini series. So the first one is called uh, War for Cybertron Siege. Um, and we tried watching it like months ago and we were like, no. But then we got into it again and it was 
fucking amazing. And then the second one is called Earthrise, and it's also amazing. And the third one, Kingdom, is coming out May 30th, 2021. Um, so I have to wait for it, and I'm really sad. Um, it, really good if you're into um, robots and you're into Transformers. It was really good. Uh, not for kids, weirdly. Maybe maybe uh, older kids, maybe like 12, 13, and then teenagers, adults, but not for young children. Um, we started watching the new season of Disenchantment. We got to about episode seven. Um, really good this season. Um, it's been uneven over the years, hasn't it? It, it, it's still uneven. It still is what it is, which is uneven. <laughs> I don't like all the humor in it, um, but there's every so often they do something really, really well uh, that I like. Um, I watched all of Bridgerton. Oh, there it is. Bridgerton <laughs> you, you, is this... You, you and everyone else on Earth. Yeah, so Bridgerton is this... Um, it's based off of a series of books. Um, Shonda Rhimes got her hands on it, um, and has turned it into, uh, a television show for Netflix, which has been wildly popular. Um, okay. I don't know how to explain this in that as, as very common with, I don't know if it's just me or the type of story I like. I was more interested in the stories of the secondary characters than I was of the primary characters. Um, I, literally, you could have removed them from the show, might, and I would have like, great. This might be a theme later on, but... Yeah. Um, so, it, it basically, it's set in the time of what's called... Technically called Regency, though you can debate about what that time is, but most people would say Regency. Um, I won't get into all that. Uh, but, um, which is the same sort of time period as uh, Jane, the, most of the Jane Austen, but well, the, the Jane Austen books are set, mm -hmm. which is late 1700s to uh, 1838, which is when the Victorian ages started. Um, the, the King George's at, were uh, ruling at that time. The Regency time specifically was when uh, the Regent was ruling. I, this doesn't matter to anybody, but except, you know, my nerds. You. But anyways, and the people who are nerds along with me, um, the reason I bring this time period up is because there are a lot of um, anachronistic things in the show right. uh random stuff they have light bulbs they did not have light bulbs um light bulbs had or arc light had been invented in that time but it was not as a light bulb form and definitely wasn't as available and they, they make light bulbs this like magical thing that they're doing this was not something that happened then um they have they mentioned dance cards dance cards weren't used um until the end of the 1800s early 1900s um the costuming isn't correct but that's okay because i just clicked over to this being the regency period before steampunk and it was fine <laughs> 
it's just a different universe. It's fine. Um, I, I think if you don't take it seriously, it the show is even better. Um, it's a very, very silly trash fire of a show. It's hot garbage, and it's fun. I think that's why people like it. Um, but, of course, it is. it doesn't hold a candle to Austin or Gaskell or anything, but that's okay. Um, so if you're looking for a fun time, also, if you like boning in your shows, definitely for you. I had to skip over all of that stuff because I can't do sex on TV. It makes me very uncomfortable. Um, but there's tons of boning. So yeah, go for it. Um, uh, I watched a ton of law and order. I watched the murder she wrote and I finished law and order to a spot. So the last couple seasons, maybe 17, 18, no, 18, 19, 20. Um, I don't like the detectives. Um, so I can't watch it. So I had to find something else. So then I switched over to Murder, She Wrote. I got to the episode where she finally gets a computer. Was lovely. <laughs> um, hey, it was the early 90s. Uh, and then I stumbled upon a show on Amazon called The Body Farm. Okay. Now, for those of you who do not know what a body farm is, it's a real thing. It's where people can donate their bodies to science and a body farm takes them and puts them in different conditions to see how the body decomposes. So they might have one body in a forest. They might decapitate one body Kate, and put it in what? Did they call you before they made this show? <laughs> Actually, the show is super old. This show is a British show. It's from 2011. Um, now, body farms, uh, are they have different uses. Sometimes they're independent uh, research facilities. Sometimes they're owned by, like, the government and used for training. Um, but basically, they do uh, entomology and b a bunch of different sciences at body farms to help them figure out, like, timelines or... Um, different types of uh, science they can use to identify bodies, to identify what happened, all of that. Um, this story is about uh, a body farm that is an independent research facility, but it's not getting a lot of funding. So they basically have to take work from um, the uh, police. Um, they get paid, obviously, for this work um, because they're closing a lot of labs in the UK. So they're having to farm this workout to other places in Europe, which of course is a lot of delays and stuff. So anyway, so they help the police. Um, unfortunately, it only ran for one season because there's only 16 of us who are really interested yeah. <laughs> in knowing very, about how bodies decompose. Very narrow um, audience. Yes, uh, but it does have a CSI vibe where they use a lot of different types of sciences um, to figure stuff out. I'm only on, I've only finished episode two. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited for the next four episodes. <laughs> the acting is great, of course, because it is British. Um, and there is a, an actress who um, I could not place whose name is uh, Wanmi Mosaku. Um, and then I had to look it up, and I finally realized I know her from um, uh, Lovecraft Country. Uh, she plays the older sister, um, Ruby. Okay. 
and uh, she was fantastic. Um, I just like looking at her face. She has a nice face. Um, also, was fascinated to know that she's a British ac- actress. So good job doing that accent. Um, and yeah. Oh, and then finally, to for a little bit of levity, um, uh, Lego Star Wars droid tales. Good times. More. It reminds me of I, I probably I don't know how many people have seen this or if anyone else has seen this, but um, there was a show for a very short amount of time before Disney bought Star Wars, which was called Star Wars Detours. It was animated. It was basically produced or created by uh, Seth MacFarlane, and it had this very wacky but fun take on Star Wars. And uh, it reminds me a little bit of that. Um, they do a lot of like um, fun recaps of things and because it's Lego, it's very silly. Um, so yeah, if you're interested in fun, silly Star Wars, that would be for you. You know, when things get heavy and you've watched too much of the body farm. She's the body farm. Good Lord. <laughs> there we go. I did it. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. <laughs> well, uh, I don't, Similar to Kate, I don't really have anything that I can talk about because I am set for the next month of this podcast. Um, I, like Kate, I watched uh, both episodes of WandaVision that are currently available on the Plus that dropped on Friday as we're recording this. Um, yeah, we'll we'll save any takes for a couple weeks when we talk when the rule of three has been established, and we mm-hmm. can talk about it more fully. We're also going to talk about Cobra Kai later on and i am soups deep into that so we'll talk about that again when we get <laughs> when we get further on uh further watchings uh i mentioned as a joke that you know when you discover superstores on amazon prime you just watch five seasons of it i didn't watch five seasons of it i was only like there was only like half a season i hadn't seen but i watched all of season what i hadn't seen of superstore superstore is never going to change the world but as someone who, you know, exists in that world a little bit to some degree, I'm always amazed at how well they get it. Superstore is just a workplace comedy set in a Walmart, basically. A Cloud Nine. Not a Walmart, a Cloud Nine. It's clearly a Walmart. Um, but the moment when they, when the company starts using apps and suddenly they can have their phones on the floor again and they the, the cognitive shift they have to do, it's like, wait, we can have our phones on the floor? Like... <laughs> That's the thing that yeah. has happened to most major retailers, Canadian or otherwise. Um, it's never going to change the world. It's never going to be the best sitcom out there. But, I mean, it's it's good for a chort here and there. Get a couple chorts in. A, ch- a chortle. Yep. A chortle. A little chort here and there. Um, also, like I said, I got the uh, I got the hookup for the Crunchyroll Funimation. Had no idea Promise Neverland was back for a second season. <gasps> Actually? Yes. Oh. So I got first two episodes of that are out. I watched it. Um, Promise Neverland was a show from a couple years ago that we liked. I don't know if Kate finished it. I did. Um, I, di- I didn't finish it. It started to get real dark, man. I mean, because it's a show basically about children being murdered. Um, <laughs> it's about these kids. That's all. <laughs> Super chill. Um, kids in an orphanage who you find out it's not. Speaking of body farms, it's not really an orphanage. They are being farmed as food for demons um, and about the you know, very Danny Boyle, shallow grave, uh, you know, manipulations and machinations of the kids to try and get out of this garden or orphanage. And they do at the end of the season, spoiler. So the first 
two episodes are just them kind of like setting them up like in the world as they now know it like um because it's clearly they're weird bugs and things running around and it ain't earth but there is an earth and as we're establishing all that business um so i don't know i don't know if i will like it as much once it shifts into general more kind of like adventure type stuff i really like the tight tight more puzzle box stuff of the first season so i don't know if once it opens up if i'll like it as much um but bless and i mean we'll talk about this more when we talk about the thing in the second half of the show like there's an end point the manga wrapped in right for promise neverland because another tweet i saw this week was like why one piece episode 957 deserves all the praise it gets you need to <laughs> shut your mouth <laughs> You need to shut your fucking mouth and get away from me. 957 episodes. If you have watched every episode of One Piece, if you've watched even just the, like, canon episodes of One Piece, which I'm sure are, like, 500, just question every decision you've made. If you've watched 1,000 episodes of anything, question the decisions you've made in your life. Like, holy fuck. Nothing needs to be that long. Nothing. Ever. Anyway. <laughs> Promise Neverland has an out, is what I'm saying, so... I'm, I'm more likely to stick with it if I know there's an end to this instead of just constantly wondering where the little time I have left on this earth is going watching 7,000 episodes of Luffy the Pirate King. There are people who oh, will never see the end of the show. <laughs> there they, are. They started watching One Piece and they've died. <laughs> They're never going to know. I hope you're happy. Whatever his name is. I forget. Oda. Whatever your name is. Um, also I had in my notes and I forgot to mention on the front half, happy birthday, Betty White turned 99. Oh, yay, Betty White. National treasure, someone who has seen all of One Piece, will probably live to see the end of it. (laughs) If If One Piece started on the day Betty White was born, it would still be going on today. And lastly, not so much a thing I'm watching as a thing I'm playing, uh, the friend who got me the, uh, Crunchyroll Connect also got me on a brief checkout on a new waifu game, Kate. Oh, oh boy! Great. <laughs> Princess Connect Redive. Oh God! The only thing I'm going to mention, and I'm probably not going to stick with it because I've already hit the wall um, and the slowdown. I'll probably stick around for like the first, uh, you know, promo gacha, like whenever the event happens and like their their new characters. I'll probably stick around for that. But if I don't like the, if I don't like how my gambling goes, I'll probably be out. Although this does have. A character style I've never seen before. Again, it's a very, you know, harem style, waifu collector, RPG type game. Build your characters, get them stronger, do all the little missions here and there. Arena battles, things like that. But there is one character that I've never seen before in any game like this, Caitlin. A masochist. <laughs> She's huh? a, Her name's Kuka. She's a pervy masochist. Oh. Guess what her, guess what her role is. As a character. To get spanked? Frontline tank. Oh. Just put her out front. Take up all that damage. Protect the rest of the characters. So weird. So weird. It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen in one of these games. I'm going to be totally honest. Um, But good art style, good character design, uh, good voice actors. So it's it's fun for a hang in the the moment, but probably not. Probably not long term. I'm sorry to tell you, uh, Princess Connect. And I believe 
that is all I have. The rest of my time has just been, uh, you know, rediscovering my records. Most of my viewing time has been put towards annoying my neighbors with the new speakers, to be honest. And they love it. They do love it. I don't want to uh, imply that the uh, apparent, you know, uh, leaving of my shared wall neighbors <laughs> next month. I saw them showing the place the other day. I don't want to assume that that's uh, related to the new speakers, but might, but we not, know. might not not be. We know. I'll be, my, I'll be up in my door while they're showing the place, seeing if they're saying any shit about me. <laughs> You talking shit? You know how much fucking I had to hear from them? It was a lot. It was a lot. Caitlin, was there, was a, there was a time I thought we were every so often, maybe every, <laughs> I'm going to say like 15 years, 10 years, there's a slight um, uh, earthquake in Toronto. And I legit thought once while recording <laughs> In Jordan's apartment that there was a, there was an earthquake. Yo, I went like, you know, six months while this was happening in the summer, just thinking it's because I had like, I lived on the top floor and my window was open. I was like, is that some kind of weird, like top floor shake? It's structural thing that's happening. And then I just stopped and went to the door and was like, oh, oh, if I was in the hallway. Your business is all the way out there right now. Yeah. Anyway, so y'all can deal with a little, uh, a little boom bap hip hop. You can deal with some Nas bass coming through your wall. 10 minutes at a time. Boom bap. Boom bap. Friends, we did it. We did it. We came in under the timer. That's amazing. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the thing I probably watched the most of this week. And we're going to save that chat for the back half of the episode when we get into the one anime that everybody watched but us, Demon Slayer, when we come back from this break. Welcome back to the show. This is the part of the show where we talk about the things that sometimes we've brought each other, but this time we both decided to watch. Yeah. However, there are still rules. And the first one is the rule of three, which is the thing comes in parts. We will watch at least the first three, so the thing has a chance to become the thing it is trying to become, mm -hmm. which we have done. Yes. At least I have done the limit of, and Jordan has done much more of, I take it. Yes? I'm not saying yet because there's a okay, second rule, fine. Caitlin. All right, fine. Okay, the second rule is hashtag save it for the pot. That is the rule that we will not talk about the thing that we have decided to watch or give each other until we are sitting in front of these microphones because we want you, our wonderful audience, to have the freshest and hottest of takes. Piping hot and fresh for you. I mean, it's cold out there. You need some comfort. Getting colder. They keep threatening that polar vortex with us coming down next month. So, yeah. Stack up on them cakes. Um, the third rule, which really isn't a rule, it's basically just a policy here, is that there will be spoilers. We will spoil. Everything and anything we can because we're jerks and also we don't care about you. <laughs> it's everything. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck you and your fuck your feelings. This is the real fuck your feelings podcast. Um. So uh, yeah, uh, go have some cakes. 
Some high cakes. I have some cakes, some takes, whatever. Sit down. Shut the fuck up. Stop complaining about, about spoilers. your spoilers. And let's get into this business. Friends, when we decided we were going to watch things that, like, everybody on Earth seemed to be watching but us, I knew this had to be one of them because while I was misinformed about how quickly it blew up, when I saw a story headline alerting me to the fact that uh, a theatrical side story for this franchise had taken in more money than Titanic and Spirited Away and Your Name, making it the highest grossing movie in Japan ever. Right. I said, well, it's probably time for me to check that out. And that is Demon Slayer or Kimetsu no Yaiba, which is a Manga that started in 2016, written and illustrated by Koyoharu Kotoge. This ran in Shonen Jump and actually concluded in May 2020 at the height of its powers. Your man's dropped the mic as it was blowing up. This is the Shonen Du Jour. There's always one. Shonen is the manga or anime targeted to sort of early teens boys but if especially in the west if there's ever a manga or an anime that kicks through the ceiling and overtakes everything it's always a shonen much to my chagrin whether it's naruto or dragon ball or my hero academia or any of these one, one piece is a shonen it's always going to be a shonen and they generally always tend to devolve into just martial arts fights yeah. They generally always do a boy who wants to be the best and martial arts fights. And how are we going to put a spin on this? And this tries a couple spins. Our basic plot is that it is set in Taisho era, Japan, which is a brief period that- in the history of Japan from 1912 to 1926. So a little earlier than you might think, even from watching the first three episodes, I know I was a little taken aback. In later episodes, when the setting moves to Tokyo and they have streetcars and, you know, lights and automobiles later on. But when you start in the more rural settings of the earlier episodes, it's very, you know, rural, agricultural, things like that. Uh, Basically, it follows Tanjiro Kamado and his sister Nezuko as they seek a cure to Nezuko's demon curse. Nezuko has been turned into a demon and Tanjiro enrolls in the Demon Slayer Corpse, a shadowy organization dedicated to eliminating demons and protecting humanity from them um, while searching for a cure for his sister. If you follow anime even a little bit or Japanese stuff, you probably see some girl in a pink kimono with some sort of bamboo muzzle on. That's Nezuko. She has the muzzle to keep from attacking people because she's a demon. Um, I cannot undersell how huge this thing has gotten. Apparently this was a thing where it was doing kind of okay. And then the anime came out last year after the manga been running for about three years, the anime comes out and this is really seems to be the first instance of the Netflix effect because it wasn't people watching week to week. It was people binging it after it was done. Right. And then telling people about it. And it was really a word of mouth sort of phenomenon. And what what word of mouth? Um, as of December 4th, this all comes from Wikipedia, the Demon Slayer franchise is estimated to have generated sales of at least 
$2.6 billion in Japan. That includes 85 billion yen in book sales, 50 billion yen in sales related to the film adaptation, and more than 130 billion yen in sales of related goods. It's topped Tumblr's year in review. It's Oricon Monitor Research, which is basically just like, you know, the Q rating, you know, just are like people familiar with this thing. Over 90% of the Japanese public is familiar with Demon Slayer. 40% said they were very familiar. 57% said they were very familiar with the name. When they surveyed, um, like, younger children, it was like, who do you admire? Tanjiro and then their parents. Oh my god, that's amazing. That's what we're talking about here. And most notably, uh, as mentioned a few weeks back, Hayao Miyazaki does not give a fuck about Demon Slayer. <laughs> Mm, yeah, no. Because when the movie knocked off Spirited Away, some dipshit reporter found him picking up trash in his neighborhood, <laughs> as he does every day, and decided to ambush him and ask him what he thinks of Demon Slayer. Do you think Ayo Miyazaki gave a fuck about that? Um, nope. We'll get into what I thought of it, because as Kate said, I, whether it was just the ease with which I was able to watch it, you know, sometimes we sail the seas around here, y'all, we don't, we don't make a secret of it. And sometimes sailing the seas can be a difficult hang. Maybe it's because I was actually doing it legit this time and they were just rolling down real easy. But I'm like 11 episodes deep into this thing. And I do think... Holy shit! Yeah. <laughs> and I do think it's doing some things interesting. But there are also some things I w would prefer were different. Um, and it sucks because I don't think it flips the script at all in the first three episodes. And I think if that's all Kate watched, you can get the it basic gist. But doesn't and it's lame <laughs> it's so lame it does not first three episodes are a hard hang because it's literally like i'm it, weak what it does i'm weak i want to get strong break this boulder <laughs> like that's it wasn't it's it wasn't even that it's it's okay now here's the other thing i could not find a japanese version with english subtitles i had to watch it dubbed maybe that was part of it but the whole thing was him explaining what he was doing. <laughs> uh, three I, episodes of him explaining what was happening. Like, and I was like, no. How, how much, how much, because that went on for a bit. And I have mixed feelings about that. How, how long, how much time passed in exposition in the first three episodes? Because in total, it's like two and a half years of his life. Yeah running down the mountain and trying to break the boulder and shit, which yeah. on the and his sister being asleep. Yes. Which is unfortunate because she's the best fucking part of the show. Um, on the one she kicked the head off a demon. She did. It was amazing. She fucked him up. Um, on the one hand, part of me was like, this is fucking lame. It's just like, and then I got better. Like, <laughs> yeah, I trained for a year and now he's Superman. I, on one hand, I don't like that. On the other hand, I would rather have that than 1,700 episodes of Goku, like, sitting in the hyperbolic time chamber or whatever. Like, <laughs> it's like, just fucking come out and punch something. Like, if Dragon Ball had just, like, what's that one? Dragon Ball Kai, where they took all that shit out? It's just like, it, yeah. cut, it cut the runtime of Dragon Ball Z into, like, a two-thirds. Um, it's still clumsy, and I was not a fan of it, but I would take that over half the season being him on running down the mountain trying to get better. Um but again, if you only watch the first three episodes, nothing cool happens until no until episode nothing like cool five. happens at all. Which is why I think they aired the first 
five episodes in theaters as like a movie Mm. because as we say if you know after three episodes if you really doesn't if it's a hard hang then there's a problem right and they probably knew like we have a lot of stuff to do here let's show them that it gets cool even just reading about the fourth episode i'm like a demon made of hands yeah like i was like that's cool (laughs) why didn't i get that in episode three and those kids were ghosts kate yeah yeah i i get i got that drift um so, like, will I continue watching? I don't know. Like, I think we brought this up earlier where he's not he's not a very interesting character. This is the problem I have with anime all the time. Well, because it's a shonen show. And this was my thing with fucking My Hero Academia, too. Season two of My Hero Academia has, like, an end credit sequence of just the girls. And I'm like, I would watch that show. I would never not watch that show. Give me that show. Yeah. I, I um, will say. If it was. No, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. I'm just saying, like, every side character I was more interested in. Protect. I was more interested in his teacher. I was more interested in the ghosts. Protect Nezuko at all costs. I was more interested in sleepy Nezuko. I was like, why is she so sleepy? What's going on? <laughs> Isn't she get hungry? Can they? Can she have, like, vegetables? They, like, there were so many things I wanted to know. It is speculated later on that she, uh she was sleeping that long to like regain her strength instead of eating people. But it's just a slower process because she's not eating people. Um, and also interesting. Cause I don't know if this, this may have been episode four um, or whenever he comes back. Um, Cause Neza goes up when he comes back from, you know, the demon slayer exam and just like her, like reaction and like running to him and hugging him. It's like, Oh my God, protect her no matter what. <laughs> I love them both so much. <laughs> it's hint- I do like, I do like that. He, is a nice kid who like was just trying his best to be like an, a good person and had this like thrust upon him. Yes. And now is like, I will do whatever I can to save this last member of my family. How you, yeah. How do you feel about the gore, uh, the gore quality here? Uh, it could be better. <laughs> for, for Shonen, it's I pretty gory. I want someone to punch through a person. <laughs> if I get that, it's good, but I'm really interested in this hand demon because I like weird, fucked up shit. Some, some, of the, some of the demons are creepy. Um, there was one, his first job is like this demon that's like been split into three. So it's like he, one will call the other, you know, other version of myself, but it grinds its teeth uh. and shouts to the uh, Foley, Foley artists there. Who, like, whatever they use to get that teeth-grinding chalkboard sound, it was like, ooh. Oh, oh no. That's rough. And I get got a shiver just thinking about it. Um, anyway, it's implied that while Nezuko was asleep and um, he was training, Sensei Dude with the, with the goblin mask was, like, basically hypnotizing her to, like, see humans as her family, protect her family. So that's another reason why she doesn't really succumb to a full people eating demon type stuff. Um, but I, my problem is like, if the show was about, if Nezuko was the star of the show, I'd be fucking like mm-hmm. all in on this, but it's a shonen, So you got to have some dude like learn to get better. And she does but cool thank- stuff later on, but she's like clearly the supporting <sighs> character and the reason for him to do all this stuff. Like I, 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 
yeah, no, I I agree. That's bullshit. I just I also think though it it's nice that he's not once said I'm going to be the best, <laughs> which I just I appreciate. <laughs> I'll give I'll give you one other moment where I eye rolled. So he does the exam. He basically he's got to go on this mountain. You see a couple people from the uh, you know the intro credits. <laughs> like yeah. By the way, that song is fucking huge too. By the way. The chick, oh. the chick who sings that song, Lisa, she's been around for a while. She's like a fucking superstar now just for singing Demon Slayer songs. Um, so weird because the Yuri on Ice song is still a gazillion times better. <laughs> but anyways. Um, so, you know, only five of them make it. He beats the hand demon, you know, whatever. Um, and they get back and there's like the girl with the butterfly, like sort of pin in her hair. And there are these two weird like little twins who are like giving the exam. And one, the guy in the orange with like the bowl cut, who's like, you know, the really scared and like put off guy. He didn't even really want to pass. He went up there to die and ended up fucking around and winning. Apparently I still don't quite know his story yet. Um, but then there's some guy off to the side with a scar. He starts yelling about how he wants his sword now. And he doesn't even want to be around these people. Blah, blah. I was oh like, Oh great. God. Here comes, here comes back a go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and he grabs, he grabs one of the twins by the hair and he's being all mean. And Tandro like grabs him by the arm and is like, let go or I'll break your arm. <laughs> and he basically nearly does <laughs> he, like cinches this guy's arm and he like backs off and is a little like, Ugh. I was like, you know what? Good. Slap the back of go down immediately. <laughs> yeah. Don't, we don't want, I don't need a season and a half of him yelling about shit. Um, or storming the Capitol. <laughs> or storming, oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Yo, drugged up Caitlin comes through with the hottest takes. Damn, son. Uh, uh, missed you telling all threes. Baka goes a Q and honor. Yep. Yeah, we all know it. You all know it. Yeah. You know you. He's so a proud know boy. He's, he's a he's total. A proud boy. He's a total pro. Oh my god, that's going to be the Twitter description for this, just to get people to listen to the episode because. <laughs> Twitter will shit itself if I put that on there. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, send me a link. <laughs> Doped up Caitlin is the best. Um, so there are, like, when it moves on and he, move, he, go, he goes to Tokyo for a hot sec, and that two-episode fight was, was pretty dope. I just – your thing is, like, he hasn't once said he wants to be the best, and that's why you were like, all right, cool. I'm all right, cool, because there has not been a tournament yet. <laughs> if there's a fucking... Or, or a high school. There if, hasn't been a high school. If there's Just a fucking, the core. If there's a fucking Demon Slayer tournament at one point, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> it doesn't need to be a fucking tournament in every one of these. Um, and if there is, I hope Nezuko wins. <laughs> that would be the best. I just found out one of the Love Light girls uh, voices Nezuko, which is weird, because all she ever does is go like, mm. Uh, <laughs> did you get to the uh did you see any of the like next episodes after the, after the credits where it's like they do a little next episode thing where they like hop out of a manga oh, page no. and talk it's much more slapstick which i enjoyed um i just i it's done i don't know who this studio is this ufo table studio who did the anime but it's like i just have a thing for like really thick outlines on in anime apparently i thought the show looked great you see it in the opening credits. He's not strong enough to do it until later on in the series. But, you know, he's got that, you know, water effect. The water dragon? Yeah, they get the water dragon effect he does every time he pulls out one of his moves. Um, That's cool. 
<laughs> so just breathe, y'all. Apparently breathing is like all you have to do to like <laughs> punch holes through mountains. Also, when they're like, did you not learn anything? I'm like, it's his teacher's fault if he didn't learn shit. <laughs> anyway, I ultimately what this discussion comes down to is like, did this tweak the shonen formula enough for to make it worth hanging with and it seems like for you it did not and that's fair not not in three episodes because yeah three episodes were not enough um literally by the third episode like chris came in and i have this look on my face he's like are you okay i'm like please make it stop because <laughs> he just for three episodes well the first episode was literally just family gets His murdered family gets encounters demon slayer who's who tries to kill his sister demon slayer's like hey you know go to this guy youtube that's seems like special the, yeah that's the first episode um and the problem with anime anime i'm probably gonna say it wrong again but anyways um especially with the shonen if it doesn't change things up really dramatically you know the beats that yeah. guy that he encountered probably had a sister or girlfriend or somebody who became a demon and he tried to help him and it didn't work. Like, I'm guessing along those lines, which is why he sends them to the teacher to be like, he should try and save her. Anyway, so that's like the first episode. Second episode is him getting to the teacher starting training third episode is more training yeah um so that is that is like that was like the first episode i think of um oh my gosh you just mentioned it bakugo my hero academia my hero academia that's like the first episode of my hero academia like so they they they've done a good job where they haven't input like way too much into something but the pacing is a little slow for those three episodes. Nothing really happens. Right. And he talks a lot about literally what he's doing <laughs> that you are watching. Um, so, yeah, so it, it can get a little grating. And, of course, I know I'm, I'm going to try and find, like, it, for some reason, um, Funimation didn't have, like, versions with subtitles as opposed to... Um, Funimation, dubbing. Will, Funimation will do that sometimes um, to my disappointment when I logged in uh, with a paid account I went straight to like, well, like what hadn't I finished I went straight to Blood Blockade Battlefront and they only had Crunchyroll did not have season 2 Funimation had season 2 only in English because their thing is and like, honestly like it's it's a deterrent at this point because I have not found that many things that are dubbed that yeah, are good yeah um I will say, just as, like, a tease um, for, like, how a thing I – a moment in the show that I really liked and, like, it's those moments that are kind of keeping me hooked along. So he gets – once he's in the Demon Slayer core, he also gets this crow that can talk to him. But just – it doesn't travel with him. It just shows up and screams at him to go somewhere. Um, oh, my God. So, yeah. So it tells him to go to Tokyo. And he goes to Tokyo. And the other thing with Tanjiro, it should be said, he's got this, like, really – a depth sense of smell. And I think senses are going to play like a big thing later on. The red haired kid apparently had really good hearing. seems to have really good hearing. Um, and he's sitting there and, and he's already like freaked the fuck out. Cause it's like, it's the middle of the night. Why is it so bright? Um, <laughs> Cause he's never right. been in a city before. 
and him and Nezuko are chilling at some udon stand. And before he even eats, he catches a whiff of the smell that was in his house when his family was killed. <laughs> and he books, and it's the guy in, like, the white fedora who you see, like, in the opening credits, who's clearly the villain. And I can't remember what his name is, but he's running. And he's like, this is it. I'm fucking you up type of thing. And he goes to, like, grab the guy's shoulder. And he turns around, and the dude's holding a human baby. And the baby's like, Daddy, who's that? <laughs> and... Then his wife goes, honey, do you know this boy? And so he's already, Dotandro's already like, what the fuck? And then he hands the baby over to his wife and he turns and is like, is there something I can help you with? And he looks and he glares at him and Tendril still doesn't know what to do. And faster than anybody can see, dude slashes the neck of a passerby and turns him into a demon who's like starts eating his, his wife. <laughs> so the guy just like throws Whoa. a bomb. So the guy just throws a bomb in the middle of a you know crowded street, basically. To get Tandro off his uh off his case, and then immediately sends these two other badass demons to go and like you know find him and murder him. Uh, that sounds amazing. So yeah, but that's at like episode eight, you know, like. I would love an anime where it starts in the fucking middle. <laughs> have you thought about just, just... Have you thought about just starting at episode eight? Listen, if you got the account, if you got the free Funimation or whatever for the next month, just hop to episode eight. Just, I'll tell you what episode I'm on. Just hop to that. <laughs> And see if watch a couple from that area and see if it evokes you anywhere. You will not have missed that much. There Honestly, will not be any I actually think you could probably start at episode four. No problem. Probably, yeah. And that really sucks considering the whole rule of three thing. But, but you know, I mean, I've still got you into like doing Avatar, so. <laughs> sometimes you gotta give things a little bit longer. Sometimes, sometimes you do. So, friends, uh, what is it? What is it for me? I almost feel like you shouldn't give it a score because it's really, this really tanked on the rule of three. Like, yeah, really tanked. And I when I didn't think of it when I read it, but the second you said that, yeah, of course, this was a show that was going to blow up with word of mouth after people binge the whole thing. Because if you were watching it week to week, you probably didn't hang. Because it was fucking boring in the first three episodes. It wasn't until it was shit, shit it was, started it was popping off. Wasn't until shit started popping off that it got good. Like so, I mean, no one was like, "Yeah, no, we should really have the hand demon in episode three. Like, <laughs> yo, hand demon was dope too. And the nice, the nice scene when like Goblin Sensei like realizes that Tandro killed the hand demon who had killed all his former students. Like, nice, nice moment. Lots of hugging, lots of crying. It's nice to have a sensei actually care about his students, you know, <laughs> instead of like yeah. being real standoffish. Anyway, uh, for me, it's like a seven and a half right now. I will, I'm not going to lie. I got some days off ahead of me. This will probably take up a good <laughs> chunk of it because that Crunchyroll app will just roll on through. <laughs> Doesn't even bother to ask if you're still watching. They know. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Netflix, don't need to make me feel bad about watching all that Bridgerton in a row. <laughs> Crunchyroll's like, yeah, we know you're still here, you fucking weeb. Here's episode 25. <laughs> <laughs> or... Uh, 826. Yeah. <laughs> the only time Crunchyroll shows any concern is if you're watching One Piece. <laughs> if, you, if you watch 100 episodes of One Piece and don't acknowledge it, calls the police. It just calls 911. <laughs> oh, my God. Bakugo's a proud boy, and if you're watching One Piece, you've wasted your life. Those are the two hottest. <laughs> Also, go fuck yourself. <laughs> also, go fuck I'm yourself. on drugs. <laughs> fuck, fuck your bubbles and your flutes. 
Worst episode ever. Oh, friends, we got to get the fuck out of here before we get ourselves into any more trouble. Uh, if you want to yell at us for any of these takes, you know where we'd be. We'd be on Twitter.com slash GeekdownPod. Let us know what you're thinking. Otherwise, yeah, we'll be back with you next week for, uh, what are we doing next week? We're doing Cobra Kai next week? Uh, no, we're doing WandaVision. You want to do WandaVision next week? All right. Yeah. Next week, uh, episode three of WandaVision will have dropped, so we'll talk about the first three episodes of that. So we hope you come back and join us, friends. Hopefully, Caitlin will not be on drugs then, although I kind of want her to be because she's much more lively. <laughs> it's all the caffeine. All, either way, we'll be back with you next week, friends. Thank you so much for spending your time with us. It truly means the world to us. My name is Jordan Ferguson. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. The theme song is by Rob Gasser. And we hope you will join us next week for another Go Fuck Yourself episode <laughs> of the Geek Down Podcast. <laughs>